Amen. Isn't that good? What's well, a good spirit in here today? Amen. Grab your Bibles, grab your Bibles, remain standing for just a moment. We're going to go back to 1 Peter. Uh, we're going to just stay in that book and just keep preaching right on through. First uh, Peter chapter number 2. Uh, we stopped at verse 10, I believe, uh, last week, so we're going to start with verse 11. 1 Peter chapter number 2 and verse number 11. If you remember, if you remember, I said that uh, uh, this is a letter, and the chapters and verses have been placed there for easier study and easier memorization, but it's just one letter. So it's okay to go through one chapter right on into the second one. If that makes sense, say amen. So that's what we're going to do today. 1 Peter chapter number 2, and we'll begin in verse number 10. I want to first, I want to apologize. Last week, I, I made a comment and a joke about the way priests wear their collar and how I didn't, and I was just being silly. And man, the Lord has whooped me bad over that. And I want everybody to know, if you, if you have a Catholic background, if you or, or know somebody or you were offended, I do truly apologize. I, 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 I don't ever back up from offending someone with truth. But offending someone, being silly, that's a whole different thing. And I don't ever want to do that. I, I, I'm telling you, I, that, that, that just about killed me last week. And I, I want you to know I mean that from the bottom of my heart. The Bible says a man offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And God knows I'm trying to get people in. I don't need to do anything that's going to keep them out. Amen? So, uh, uh, from my heart, I apologize. Can you forgive me? Say amen. All right, all right. Now, let's jump right into this particular chapter as we have been reading and studying. Uh, here, Peter begins to address how we are and who we are as Christians. He, he specifically, from verse number 11 all the way to the end of the chapter and going into chapter number 3, he deals with our roles as Christians in this world. How many of y'all know we can't just stay at the church forever? We have to go outside of these walls. I wish we could just stay in there and have church and be in the glory all the time and, and be in this presence because it's a whole lot easier to be Christian right here. Amen? But we can't. We have to go out there. And he specifically addresses three different roles that we play. One as a citizen. One as, a, as an employee. He uses the word servant. And really it was slaves in that day. But really, we apply that as an employee. How are we acting as an employee? And then as spouses. In other words, as Christian citizens, as Christian employees, and as Christian spouses, how are we behaving? Now, obviously, we couldn't get them all today, so we're going to take the citizen. And how we are as a citizen, and what he wants to teach us, how and what our responsibilities are as a Christian citizen, okay? So if that makes sense, say amen. <clears throat> All right, let's read. Verse number 11. He says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works which they shall behold glorify God in the day of visitation. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. For who? The Lord's, the Lord's sake whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Honor, 
How many? Woo. Even ones we don't like. Mm. Mm. Honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God and honor the king. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll help us and teach us to be good citizens. Lord, we're Christians and we're, 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 we're family, but we're also citizens of the country we live in. And Father, I pray that you will help us not just represent our country well, but represent the country we're headed to. Because while we're living in America, we represent heaven. And Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll speak to me, through me, help me, help each other. I pray your perfect will be done. And God will thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. As a citizen, as a citizen, let's go back to verse number 11. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. Then verse 12, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Now, let's, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Number one, as a citizen, as a citizen, as a, more specifically, as a Christian citizen, as a Christian citizen, as the church, y'all remember the called out assembly? Those who are different, those that he said, be ye holy, for I am holy. As a holy Christian, as a holy child of God, here's what he says. As a citizen of our country, as a Christian representative of heaven, living in the country we are living in, this is what he says. Number one, we got to behave in the community. Say it with me. We have to. Everybody say it. We have to. In other words, in other words, as a child of God, when you leave these walls and you go out into the community, when you go into Fairview, when you go into Holly Pond, when you go into Coleman, when you go into West Point, uh, when you go into Bremen, when you go into Hansville, wherever it is you go, you got to behave. You got to act like somebody. You got to behave yourself. Why? It's because this. There are two things I want you to write down in your notes. And, I, and I'm going to try to go through this quick. I preached like two hours on Friday night to the life recovery. They won't need church for two weeks. I told them, I said, that's what y'all get for not putting that clock up there. Amen. Now listen, here, here's, here's, I want to go quick to this. I don't want to get hung up in any of these because I want to cover all the information today. Uh, why should we behave? I mean, ultimately, we know we're, we're supposed to behave. Everybody, everybody gets that. But he puts two specific reasons in here that we should behave. And everybody knows what behaving means. I don't have to go in there and, and detail everything about that. You know what living right means and living wrong means and doing right and doing wrong. Do I have to talk about that? Are we mature enough to know what that is? Amen. Why should we behave in the community? Two reasons. Two reasons. Because, number one, or A, because of who you are. Because of who you are. Look what he says in verse number 11. It says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you, or I beg you, as what? Strangers and pilgrims. He says, listen, you're not of this world. 
A stranger is a temporary dwelling, a temporary dweller in this land. In other words, we're just pilgrims passing through. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. We can't get so accustomed to the world that we live in that we start adjusting and becoming conformed to the image of those around us. Why? We are not of this world. We're different. We're set aside. Remember who you are. Remember when you go out to work. Remember when you go to school. Remember when you go into the marketplace. You are different. It doesn't matter how they behave. You can't behave like them because you are not like them. They don't have in them what you have in you. We are different. The moment you, be- listen, the moment you believed in God, you became royalty. You became a child of the king. You became a family member. You are a son and a daughter of God. You are different. Remember, when you go to do something foolish in this world, remember who you are. Man, there were so many times, there were so many times when I was growing up, well, people would try to get me to do stuff and, 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 and I'm telling you that one of, the, one of the first things that I would think about when I would contemplate and being ignorant or doing something foolish was, how's this going to make my dad look? Everybody knew my dad. He was, a, he was a pastor of the church there and well-known. Everybody in Fort Pierce knew him and knew who he was and knew what he did. And I was the son of the pastor of the Bethel Baptist Church in Fort Pierce, Florida. And every time it would, it would go through my mind, if I do this and somebody finds out about it, how is it going to make him look? I wonder, I wonder how our behavior makes God look. When you say you're a Christian and you tell others you're a Christian, but you act just like them, how does that make Jesus look? Are you with me? We have to behave in the community simply because of who we are. He says, I beg you to abstain from fleshly lusts. In other words, those foolish things in this world. He said, stay away from them. Stay disciplined. Stay committed. Why? Because you're not from here. You're a pilgrim. You're a stranger. You're you're a temporary dweller in this world that we live in. But not only that, this is probably the most important reason. It's not just because of who you are, but B, it's because who is watching you. Because of who is watching you. Look in verse 12. Look in verse 12. Having your conversation. Now, the word conversation means behavior, your activity, your behavior. Having your conversation honest among the who. Now, the Gentiles, he's not necessarily talking about a nationalistic group or people or just all non-Jews. He's talking about unbelievers. He's using that terminology to talk about saved. You know what he's saying? He said, act good and act right. The word honest there is literally the word that means beautiful. He said, when you're around lost people, you need to be beautiful people. You need to be honorable people. You need to be dependable people. You need to be honest people. Why? Because they are watching. They are watching every step you take. They're watching everything that you do. They're watching everything that you say. I remember remember when I I first started going to the the Coleman Coon Club over there by the covered bridge. Uh, You know, when when I say the word sinner... They were some sinners up in that building. Are you with me? 
And some of them are in this building now, amen? And they can, they can, they can agree in the test of what I'm saying. I mean, I'd go in there, and y'all have heard me tell this story, but I need to tell it for a purpose. Darwin, you, you, can, you, can, you can get with me on this. Uh, we, we're coon hunting partners. We, we coon hunt together and, and, and hang out and eat hot dogs and tell lies, say amen. Now, that's legal in the coon club, all right? You can't do it nowhere else but in the coon club. God allows it, amen, right there. I would go in there, and I didn't know anybody. I had just moved to Coleman. And, man, I miss coon hunting bad. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anywhere to go. I didn't even have a dog. And I went there because I just wanted to meet. I just wanted to go coon hunting. I, I Trust me, this was not a soul-winning endeavor. I was not on an evangelistic crusade. I just wanted to go coon hunting. And so I started going. They told me about it, where it was and where they hung out. So I started going. I went in that place, and, and I don't even know how I did it to, to now that I think about it because as shy and as scared of a rabbit as I am of that kind of stuff, I, just, I went in that place, sat down on the couch, and grabbed a coon dog book and started reading it. <laughs> Every single Tuesday. Tuesday was club night when they go in and they'll hang out. Some of them would go hunting, and some of the older men would stay and lie about the dogs that were out hunting. It was great. And I was sitting over there on the couch, and I'd flip through them magazines, and, 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 and I'm telling you what, I heard words that I hadn't heard in a long, I heard words I had never heard before. And I'm telling you, I had to take like three showers when I got home every, every single Tuesday night. And, and I could hear them, I could hear them whispering. Because one of them found out who it was. That's the And it kept on and it rocked on till one of them said, and it was, it was, uh, there when it was fat rat, uh, he, he said, he said, uh, you want to go coon hunting? I said, yeah, man, let's go. I couldn't wait. I saw all I was waiting on. And here we go. I start, I start with them and they start to get to know me and I start, and, 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 and before long, before long, and I didn't cram nothing down their throat. I didn't preach at them. I didn't say, hey, I'm the preacher. You need to watch your mouth. You need to find you a dictionary, learn some other adjectives to use. Say amen. <laughs> I never said that one time. Not one single time. And, and, and then there was one particular time at Fat Rat's house. Uh, uh, Shane, Shane Field, y'all, he was in there too. Uh, uh, there's several that's in here, that was, and they was in that room, and I still had quiet, and they started talking about, they started talking about religion. And they started talking about uh, preachers that lied when they was trading. Horse traders and chicken fighting preachers. and Mm-hmm. And they start talking about hypocrites. And y'all, y'all with me? Come on. You know how that, that whole, the devil uses all that stuff? And, and the fake stuff, and I still ain't said nothing. I sitting over there, still have my coon dog book. <clears throat> and they looked over at me, and they said, preacher, because they'd do that. I think they'd call me that, because I like being called preacher, but they'd call it to me just to mess with me too. But preacher, what do you think? I said, you really want to know? They said, yeah. I said, okay. <laughs> Son, I started wide up. You know, it usually gets me a little while to get worked up, but I was in a froth right away. <laughs> couple of them said, we got to go. I said, no, you ain't sit down. 
I've done heard you for months, now you're going to hear me. My told him just like it was. But do you let me tell you what the biggest problem that I ran into? Is they had seen so many people, even preachers, who would preach in church on Sunday and just about lie, steep, and chill on Monday. And, 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 and they were no different than the rest of them. And you know what? This is the problem. Most of them people wasn't even saved. But the ones that were didn't even realize that every move they made, every word they said, every deed they did, they were watching it. I remember one particular time we was out there and, 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 and <laughs> I hate to even admit this. Man, I'm apologizing about everything today. <clears throat> My dog was acting foolish and doing something crazy and another guy's dog was out there. And, and anyway, just to make a long story short, I had an attitude. I'm talking about I, I just, because they didn't do stuff I thought they ought to have done and, and, and did some stuff they shouldn't have done and, and just ought, it, it was just one of them things. And I, I kind of, I kind do y'all know the terminology, I show myself? How many of y'all ever showed yourself? And it wasn't a side that should have been shown. Well, I got in my truck, and I'm headed back to the coon club. And y'all know who got in the truck with me. Holy Spirit, the whole time. Well, that was a fine display, Reverend. <clears throat> All of a sudden, I said, Lord, I'm going to have to apologize, ain't I? We be... <laughs> we get... <laughs> You say, what's happening? I see the vision in my head right now that night. I walk into the cabin, and it's quiet. And I said, fellas, I was so ignorant. Let me tell you something. I, and I apologized. I said, look, I shouldn't have ever got to that way. That's, that's crazy and blah, blah. And in about 10 minutes, I begged their forgiveness. I said, man, I should have never. And, 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 and they was like, Really? And it wasn't two weeks later, one of the older gentlemen that was sitting in that room trusted Christ, got down on his knees in that same cabin with me and gave Christ his life. Listen, a gentleman in his 80s. You know the odds of somebody getting saved in their 80s is like winning the lottery? You say, preacher, what's the point? They're watching us. Now, let me say this. Don't, don't, ever, don't ever be someone's excuse for not coming to Jesus. Let me say that again. Don't ever be someone's excuse for not coming to Jesus. You see, according to the Bible, it's supposed to be the exact opposite. The Bible says you are salt and light. Salt makes you thirsty. Say it with me. Salt makes you In other words, our behavior should make them want what we have. So let's behave. 
Let's say it. Say it with me. Man, we're, listen, I got three more points. Y'all might as well get with me. As a Christian citizen, number one, we must. Come on, everybody. We must. Number two, number two, write this down. And I'm going to hurry. I'm going to hurry. I got hung up right there. Number two, we not only need to behave in the community, but we need to submit to authority. We need to submit to authority. Verse 13. What's the first word of verse 13? All five of you got a Bible. Verse 13, first word. Say it again. Say it again. Do you realize in the, in the world we're living in today, nobody wants to do that. Everybody wants to rebel. Everybody wants to be sassy. Everybody wants to have a smart mouth when it comes to authority. They're rioting right now. Right now in Milwaukee, they're rioting, burning stuff and, and destroying things. Listen, the Bible says to submit to authority. Let's look at, look at it. Look what it says. It says in, in verse number 13, Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. For the Lord's sake. Whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him uh, for the punishment of evildoers, for the praise of them that do well. Now the word ordinance there basically means the institution. It doesn't necessarily mean every single law. It means those that give the law. In other words, those that keep the law, the institution itself. He said we should submit to the authority of around us now why should we do that two reasons write these things down and we'll, we'll read a because of who ordained it because of who ordained it look what it says submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the whose sake for the whose sake the lord's sake now watch what it says in verse 14 or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him that him is the lord in other words, God established, God established three institutions on this planet. First, the home. With Adam and Eve, he instituted the home and the family. Then he instituted human government. And then he instituted the church. God did it, not man. God came up with the idea of the home. God came up with the idea of government. God came up with the idea of the church. And if God came up with the idea of all three of these, he has the right to tell us how to act in all three of these. And he said, I sent it. I placed it. I put it together. I put it in place. Do you know how much anarchy and chaos that our world would be in if there was not some semblance of authority, there was some form of government, some form of... Uh, are y'all with me? He says, submit. He said, learn to submit. I sent them. I set them up. Now, here's the thing. I, 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 it's, I, when, I was, when I was raised, when I, raised, when I was trained growing up, I was taught to say... Yes, sir, and no, sir. Yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. There was never a, huh? If you ever said, huh, in reaching distance, you never said it again. Was anybody brought up like I was brought up? I, w- I, was, I, was, talking, I was talking with someone. I was with a, another pastor friend of mine, and we were visiting somebody. And there was a lady there, and, 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 and she, was, she was just a little, I don't know what other word to use, but a little prissy. Just a little, 
you know, kind of a arrogant a little bit, you know, and and uh, and I, I was just being quiet. Well, she looked over at me and and asked me a question, and I said, "No, ma'am." And she just looked at me funny and said, "Well, isn't that quaint?" I said, "No, ma'am, that's respect." God told me to respect my elders. Now she didn't like that one. But I didn't really mean it like she took it. Are y'all with me? You don't have to say yes, sir, or no, sir to me, or yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am to me. I said, if I don't, my granddaddy will roll over in his grave. You say, what's the point? It's about respect. It's about respecting those in authority. You see, authority was something that was designed by God for the protection of those underneath that authority. Are y'all with me? I know what what day we're living in, and I know what year we're living in, and everybody's anti-authority and anti-police and anti-government, and I know there's crooked politicians, and there's crooked people, and there's crooked cops and all this kind of stuff, but God didn't say to do it if they're good. He said, submit to them because I say so. God will handle the rest. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. God can take care of those in authority. He told us, and it, listen, it goes into the home. In all of this, there's three times he uses the word submit here. Submit as a, as a citizen. Submit as an employee. Submit as a spouse. But we don't like that. We don't want that. And we can give every excuse in the world why we shouldn't or we shouldn't have to, but God says submit. Learn to respect authority. I don't care who they are. If they pull me over and they got a blue light, I'm going to say, yes, sir, and no, sir. Are y'all with me? I don't care if he's 25 years old. I'm twice his age. Well, why would you do that? Because the badge he's wearing. What if he's a smart mouth? It doesn't matter. He's He's carrying that badge. And that badge tells me, as a citizen of this country, I should respect that badge. And, I, and I'm afraid, I'm afraid we as Christians, we, we, we've done got caught up in all this political junk that's going on and, and, and we are saying stuff, even if you don't like President Obama, you, you're saying stuff that's wicked because God says that office he holds should be respected. You don't have to like him. You don't have to agree with him. But the Bible says you should respect that office he's holding. What was the last, last phrase we read? Honor the king. Now watch. Watch. Boy, I, Lord, I, help me now. This ain't going real good, Lord. Help me. Submit to authority, A, because of who ordained it. The Bible says they were sent by God. Not only because of who ordained it, but B, because of what we get from it. Because of what we get from it. The Bible says in verse 14, it says, As to the king and as to the governors, that's talking about a nationalistic government and a state local government, as unto them that are sent by him, by God, what? For the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. What's the purpose of the government? To keep good people safe and to punish bad people. Now, it's amazing to me, everybody wants a dead cop till you get robbed. I don't like cops. I don't like cops. I don't like cops. Let somebody threaten your life. You don't call a crackhead. (laughs) 
Listen, we should respect them. I, I, I was at one of our one of our young people, one of our teenagers, was at Dairy Queen the other day, and he, and he saw a, a law enforcement officer in there, and he was trying to pay for his meal, but somebody else had already paid for his meal, and they were arguing over who was going to pay for his meal. <laughs> and you know what? Awesome. Awesome. Listen, why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? I'm trying not to get hung up, but I, let, me, let me just say this. Let's quit whining about the officials, and let's, let some of us Christians start running for office. Let's do that. Well, there ain't no hope. You don't know that. Regardless of who's there. Let me, let me read, because I know you're thinking, well, Peter's lost his mind. Well, let's see what Paul says. Paul said in Romans 13, <clears throat> Romans 13, 1, let every soul be subject. Now, that word subject is the same as submit. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. In other words, no government but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resist the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Wilt thou then be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. In other words, most people don't like him because they pulled him over because they were speeding. He said if you wasn't speeding, he wouldn't have pulled you over. Verse 4. <clears throat> For he is the minister of... And let me say this. I've been on the wrong end, guys. I've been on the wrong end. They pulled me over several times and had every right. And I just had to take it like a man. I didn't say, I hate cops. No, I did it. I was speeding. I was breaking the law. All right. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. Be, if you're going to be stupid, then be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. He's got a reason to be out there. He's got a reason to be on call. He's got a reason to do the job he's been given. For he is the... Look at this. This is so great. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore, ye must be subject not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause, uh-oh, uh-oh, now he's going to talk about taxes. For this cause, pay ye tribute also. For they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. What's the bottom line? As a Christian citizen, we should respect authority. Are y'all with me? <laughs> I can tell. Y'all are with me. <clears throat> y'all really going to like this one? As a Christian citizen. Now, now think about this. How different, how different would our country be right now if all the professed Christians, the millions of professed Christians in the United States would start behaving like this? How different? And I'm not, even, I'm not even trying to change the world. I'm just trying to change Coleman. 
What if the 2,500 or whatever amount of people that goes here to temple would start acting like this? Everywhere they go, respect authority and do whatever they could to be a blessing to authority and those in authority. How would that change just our city? You got to start somewhere. Everybody wants to change the world, but they don't want to change the mirror. Number three. Let's go to verse, verse number 15. 15. It says, For so is the will of God that with... What's the next two words? Everybody say it. That with... Ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Okay, so number one, as a citizen, number one, as a citizen, I am to... All right, number two, I am to... Now, number three, I'm, I am to contribute to society. I have a responsibility to contribute to society. It says, with your good, everybody say it, with your good works. Work. Yeah. You know what, you know what, uh, in 2 Thessalonians, the Bible says this. It says, uh, for even when we were with you, 2 Thessalonians 3.10, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now, that means nosy in everybody else's business. You can be in everybody else's business if you ain't doing your business. <clears throat> now, them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work. Say that with me. They, they, and eat their own bread. But brethren, be not weary and well doing are you contributing to society now the word work i was listening to dave ramsey the other day and he was talking about economics and he was talking about this whole uh money making deal and he's talking to a parent who had a child and and they were you know uh they were arguing over whether they should have to work to get a reward or get a, a what do they call that allowance i guess it is and 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 you know one was just wanting to give it to them the other was wanting them to have to do something for it they ought to watch that little Andy Griffith clip. That'd be a great one for them, old Opie. But he was telling, they have to learn at an early age that work, work equals providing a service. Providing a service. That's what work is. You are providing a service to whoever it is that you're ministering to or meeting the need of. And because you provide a service, you are rewarded for that. You receive a paycheck. You receive a salary. And the greater service that you can provide, the greater reward that you receive from it. But you know what we've done? We've, we've brought up a bunch of kids. We've brought up a bunch of young people who's never had to work a day in their life. They've never had to do anything. Everything was handed to them. Everything handed to them. They never had to provide a service to get a reward. And now they're standing on the corner and, 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 and begging for a reward, but they don't want to provide a service. Now, God designed work on purpose. Even Adam in the garden, in a perfect environment, had work to do. He had to tend to the garden. Now, this is the work is ordained by God. Everybody needs to work. God said it well. God and the National Park Rangers of America are on the same page. In every national park, they tell you, don't feed the animals. Don't feed the bears. And they say, why? Because if you feed them, they won't work for their own. 
How come the government can't get that? Am I right? What does that mean? Contribute to society. We need to raise up children that will offer something to society, that will contribute, that won't be leeches and mooch off everybody. Well, why does it say they shouldn't eat? Because there ain't nothing that'll motivate you like getting hungry. Because when you get hungry enough, you'll do anything. I've heard people say, little Johnny won't eat that. You don't feed him three days, he'll eat whatever you put in front of him. Now, don't call DHR on me. All this finicky. Y'all ever seen that commercial about the finicky cat? God knows better than that. Are we contributing to society? Are we? That's how we can be a good citizen. Contribute to society. Now, let me say this, too, while I'm at it. Maybe something I have to apologize next week for. <clears throat> but you got to understand something. Social Security is not, this is not on the same page as this right here. What is the, what is the word that, they, that, that, that the news people use all the time? They're, they're terming government handouts. Entitlements. Entitlements. That's the word. That's the word. All right. Social Security is not an entitlement. They paid that in. Now, any, any of you younger and, 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 and I don't, I don't want to get in this all this political realm, but I'm tired of hearing the junk about this called entitlement when they spent their whole life working, putting it in, and not getting nothing back. They've contributed to society. What I'm talking about is people that hadn't put nothing in and trying to take something out. Does this make sense? Listen, let's contribute to society. Let's teach our kids to contribute to society. Let's teach our kids to make a difference in this world. Amen? Amen. Let, me give you, let me give you a couple steps. Eight, eight things right quick. I'm going just, to just, just go right down the list because I've got four minutes. Help me. All right, here we go. How can I, how can I contribute to society? Just, just seven quick things right here. Number one, improve yourself. Improve yourself. Make yourself better. Learn something. Improve yourself and what you can offer. By picking up your own life and being a productive member of the society, you will be contributing to your community in a positive way. People with criminal tendency, addictions, or other vices often feed on the goodness around them without giving back anything to society. Therefore, the first step would be to improve yourself so that you don't start leeching from your surroundings. I want to I talk to all the single ladies a minute. All the single ladies. Go read Proverbs chapter number 31. She was a very industrious woman. In other words, she could take care of herself without a man. And if you'll learn to be able to take care of yourself without a man, you don't have to pick the first turkey that comes along. Yes. Why are you helping them? Because I got four girls. Say amen. And guys, you know better, you ought to be working anyway. Amen. Number, man, I'm going to have a whole list to apologize for next week, ain't I? <laughs> number one, number one, improve yourself. Number two, improve your social skills. 
We can all do that. Here, 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 let me tell you, first lesson in improving your social skills. Everybody watching? Everybody looking? Everybody, can you see me up in the balcony? I can't see you, but I hope you can see me. Can you Watch this. Here's how to improve your, improve your social skills. Y'all see me over there? Come on, I want to see it. I want to see it. Smile, people. That's a vast improvement than what I started at the beginning of this sermon. I'm going to tell you that right now. Do y'all know smiles are contagious? And so is an attitude. Let's just, let's just, let's just be nicer. Let's just be nicer. Because we don't, we, we don't know what the person that we run into, what they just come from. They, just, they may have just come out of an abusive situation, and they come from home thinking there's no hope, and they run it. What if they run into somebody that smiles and said, good morning? And guess, anyway, let's hurry, 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 hurry. Hurry. <clears throat> uh, here's, and, they, and these are, listen, there could be a thousand things you can do, but these are some things you can go out and do tomorrow. How about this? Donate blood. Save somebody's life by donating blood. By the end of the sermon, it may be mine, amen? <laughs> but donate blood. They're always calling for it. They're always needing it, and we all can do it, amen? Listen, number four. Number four, everybody do this one. We need to start driving with caution. I'm telling you, you can go down the road and look in the people beside you and you say, how do you know? Because I'm nosy, I do it every time. And, and, and they'll, be going, they'll be going 65 miles an hour in a 70 mile an hour zone in the fast lane and you're wondering, what in the world? Something's wrong and you get beside them and they're on their phone. People are being killed. People are being maimed because we're not paying attention. And it's not just people on the phone. And you say, it's young people. I've seen, I've seen older people on the phone. But not just that, driving careless. We can, we can do this. See, there's, there's a lot of stuff. You may think I preach it. You can't do, but everybody can do this. Amen? Be a volunteer. Be a volunteer somewhere. It may blow your mind, the joy and the satisfaction that you'll get from that. Just by volunteering. Six, be a good Samaritan. Stop and help somebody. Except you ladies. Y'all don't help nobody. You keep right on going. I mean, you got to think, you got to be safe. But I, I'm just saying, if somebody's in need, it's not always somebody on the side of the road you know, that, that needs a ride. It could be somebody just needs you to hold the door for them. It could be, it could be as simple as somebody just needs a glass of water. Whatever, whatever it might be. Learn, learn, to, learn to serve others. Learn to put others before ourselves. Then, then, then what number is that? Six? Here's number seven. Share Christ with someone. You want to contribute to society? Let's start getting people saved. And I guarantee you society will change. Y'all with me? Then, then write this down. This is the last point. And, and, and this is all, we're done right here. <clears throat> we're done. What was number one? <clears throat> all right. N- n- number one of the, the other, the outline. That's good, though. That's good. You're paying attention. All right. The other number one. Everybody say it. Behave in the community. Number two. Submit to authority. Number three. Contribute to society. Number four. We need to have a love for humanity. 
He said in that next verse, the last verse there, I think it's, is it verse 15? Verse 15? The, the last one we read says, honor all men. Is that 17? Whatever verse that is. <laughs> honor all men. I looked up the word honor there, and it means to value. It means to place value in or to value them. And boy, I tell you what, that, I like, whoa. Because there's some people to irritate me. Y'all have any like that? And you know what God says? Value them. Man, they just drive me crazy, preacher. You don't know. Value them. Maybe their behavior toward you would change if you place value in them. You know why some people are a jerk? Because they don't even value themselves. But when someone else places a value in them and shows that they are valuable, it changes their whole attitude. He says, honor all men. Boy, that's a Christ-like trait, isn't it? Then it says this, love the brotherhood. You know what basically that's saying? Is your church family should be a priority in your life. Because he singled it out. He singled out the brethren. He's talking about the church, your church brothers and sisters. He singled them out. In other words, we should honor everybody. But boy, there should be a special place in our heart for our brothers in Christ. Are y'all with me? Fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. Let's have a great reverence and respect for the Lord. It also uses the word trembling. We should work work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Well, I think God is love and we shouldn't be afraid of Him. You better be. Because He's a God of justice too. A God of holiness too. I love my Father just, just more than anything in the world. But I guarantee you this, when I was growing up, I was afraid of Him. Because he meant what he said, and he said what he meant. And if you said, there wasn't no counting or time out. There wasn't no sitting in the corner. There was hitting you and you landing in the corner. That's about that. <laughs> y'all look like some of y'all got some of that. But I'm telling you, I reverenced him and I respected him. But I was afraid of that belt around his, y'all with me? We need to reverence God, but we need to fear Him too because He's holy and He's righteous. Then lastly, (laughs) this is a good way to end. Honor the King. Before you amen, that's talking about Obama. Yeah, I said it. We're in church. Some of you like it, but most of you don't. But regardless of who He is as a person, The office he holds is the authority that God has set up. Well, I tell you what, God. Listen, if God didn't want him there, he wouldn't be there. So we need to keep that in mind. I didn't say agree with him. I didn't even necessarily say like him. You can love somebody without liking them. And all the married folks say. All right? Let's pray. 
Lord, help us to be good citizens.